Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In, your perfect palliative podcast to pacify pandemic through our pleasurable pose. I kind of ran out of breath on the end of that one. <laughs> you were doing um, so well. I was, I was. Um, I am Jay, I'm your party host, so grab your bob and your beer or your brew, half sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it, and strap in for another, albeit slightly shorter, we're intending, conversation. Um, this week when we talk about everything and anything going on and anything that's on our mind. Um, this week, um, the incredible, the infamous, our futurist, our Tony Stark is not the invincible T, um, as he's feeling poorly. Um, get well very soon, T. Um, but instead, well, not instead, we have, um, as usual, we are joined by our Mr. Fantastic, our flexible friend, the pajama prince that was promised. Hayden B. Kumasta. It's a greeting for our listeners in the Philippines because we are continuing to grow uh, our listeners from Hebel Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon to the Philippines. Um, absolutely crazy. So thank you very much. Continue, please, to rate, review, subscribe, share, tell a friend, um, uh, tell someone that you, you, you just don't get on with as well. You know, I'm sure they'll build <laughs> the bridges. It will. <laughs> share if it's worth yeah. sharing it's worth sharing well could start you know that that could be the common ground that starts that conversation um uh, and then come and tell us all about it at geeking input on twitter and instagram uh get involved in the conversation tell us what's going on and in the the bios of uh, our geeking input at twitter and instagram you will see the link to create link that takes you to the cheese spring store that has t-shirts, mugs, and uh, masks uh, with 100% of the profits of the masks going to NHS charities uh, as we continue to um, fight the fight against COVID and coronavirus. Um, but turns out coronavirus might not be the only big bad on the horizon. Um, we were talking a little while ago about Ant-Man 3 and how Ant-Man feels like one of the smaller films in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Very good. Um, but smaller in scale. It was, you know, it was, a, it was a heist movie and it was, you know, the tech and things like that. It wasn't quite as, as widespread. And we were, we were talking about things like how the quantum realm opens up time travel and various other elements um, and that seems to be playing through because uh, Jonathan Majors, who is currently starring in Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, that I've not watched yet, but I heard incredible things about, um, apparently has been cast. And he's been cast as the, the big bad in Ant-Man 3, and he's expected to play Kang the Conqueror. Oh, now, it fits perfectly with the Quantum Realm timey-wimey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but is quite the, the, the upgrade in villain from Ghost and Yellowjacket. Oh. I mean, Kang's got history and pedigree. He does. Now, I mean, in the comics, for, for anyone who's not aware of Kang... Um, he's been a constant threat to the Avengers for decades. He's a time traveller from the 30th century. 
-hmm. He went back in time to rule ancient Egypt as Pharaoh Rama Tut before being overthrown by the Fantastic Four. Um, when he attempted to make his way home, he overshot by a millennium, landing in a post-apocalyptic earth, which he soon conquered and got the name Kang the Conqueror. Um, this uh, increased his hunger for power and he came back in time uh, to conquer a, a, a less war-torn and more peaceful and plentiful earth um, and has been fought by the Avengers and Fantastic Four and others uh, to stop that. Um, in the comics, he's also uh, known as Nathaniel Richards and is, is believed to be a descendant of Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Interesting. So not only would this introduce a time-travelling baddie, um, but this could also begin the introductions of the Richards lineage. Mm. How are you feeling about Kang being on the slate to um, fight Ant-Man and the Wasp? It's a little, you, you're quite right. It's more than just a little upgrade from Ghost. <laughs> um, Kang has serious pedigree and he, he's, you know, he, he in the comics he's, he's like rostered to take on the Avengers and Fantastic Four and all of them and they're pitting him up against Ant-Man and the Wasp. So this is the thing. I mean, so, you know, we heard a lot of rumours about MODOK being the big bad and AIM mm. taking far more of a centre stage. Mm. So is it that MODOK and AIM are the baddies of the film, but Batman 3 introduces us to the time-travelling Conqueror through the quantum realm, and that's actually setting the scenes for this time-travelling, bearing in mind, you know, one of the other films we've got coming up is... Eternals mm. that covered a wide range of history. Is it setting up Kang to be the Thanos level threat for the next wave rather than the Ant Man threat? Mm. Could be. I mean, at the end of um, Endgame, Kevin Fargie was saying that the next phase of Marvel will be all about cosmic so everyone everything that i was reading was was leading up to possibly galactus yeah um and pointing that way and obviously thor the thor runs the recent thor runs in the comic comic books has all been about galactus and the black winter and um you know venom's been looking at um um no, no, coming in and coming to Earth, and the big December event, which is the King in King in Black, and now all of a sudden they're talking about, um, you know, um, this new character, um, Kang. Um, I mean, Kang is serious, serious villain, um, very powerful. It'll be interesting to see how that's going to work. I mean, if if they're going to introduce him or is it going to be more of a big player in the film? Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I mean, is there, is there history of Murdoch and aim and Kang working together? Not that I'm aware of. Um, 
I mean, you know, MCU, you could write it into anything. But mm. um, no, not not that I'm, I can't see the, the natural link. I can see the natural link to the quantum realm. I can see the natural link to um, the time travel element of it. Mm. Um, I mean, the Avengers game, which has that launched yet? Yeah, so the Avengers game, the big bad in that is Murdoch. Yeah. So. And and AIM taking over. Yeah. The Avengers, whatever. So I don't know. It's only interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it does feel out of place. Um. And that's the that's the, that's the balance, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I guess my thing on it is because that would tie together if you're looking at Eternals and all the rest of it. So he could almost be like a sub boss, mm. like a level boss rather than the big boss. Um, and maybe at the end, you know, we find out that this this post apocalyptic Earth that he's come back from wasn't because of nuclear war or anything it was because galactus came and fed Mm. um but i don't think kang as is answers why nick fury's floating around in space and and pretending he's on earth and you know it, it doesn't feel that look to the stars element no he also feels a very weird villain to have when you don't have Iron Man. Yeah, because he'd be the main protagonist. God, that's yeah. a bit mouthful. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, on one hand, I'm excited by it, but I really want to see... I mean, we've had nothing from Marvel um, in terms of what their plans are. There's been no leaks. There's been no rumours um, of what's going to happen to Avengers. Are they going to reboot the Avengers? Are they going to have uh, the new Avengers? Um, you know, it, I just just want some news. Tell us. No, and this is the problem with everything being on hold and pushed back is, is the slate slides rather than mm. just a film. So there's conversations today, there's news again today that they might be considering what they do with Black Widow. Um, Tenet has uh, opened and not been the box office smash that um, they were hoping for stateside. Mm. Um, I think it's done about, I think it's done not bad internationally, um, but um, only 70% of cinemas are open in, in America at this point. And of those 70%, they're, they're very struggling to, to attract an audience because people don't really want to go and sit in, in cinemas at the moment. Um, and even Scott Derrickson, the, the, the director of um, uh, Doctor Strange, has been tweeting that, you know, don't go to the cinema until it's safe. Wow. Um, love film, but, you know, is it worth your life kind of thing? Mm. Um, so that there's talk about Black Widow possibly sliding again. If Black Widow slides, then that means um, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier needs to slide. It means that one division needs to slide because they're all so interlinked and one leads into the next, leads into the next, that it's not like you can just kind of swap Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Widow's release windows. You know, one needs to follow the other and yeah. needs to follow the other. Absolutely. So you push everything back again a further six months. Um, sorry, following the, the, the initial six-month delay. Uh, and Black Widow is meant to be April. Yeah, that's right. We should now be gearing up for our October-November release of Eternals. Yeah. And none of that's in train yet. So it is, it's that difficulty of, um, you know, it's all, we would be a little bit more through and starting to get a clarity as to what's, you know, those, those teasers, those end of, se- end of mid and post um, uh, credit teasers would be giving us some sort of direction and some sort of, of understanding. Mm-hmm. But as it stands at the moment, we're all sitting around and waiting. Yeah, it's is, is extremely frustrating. I mean, I, so, I sorry, go on. No, no, go for it. I was saying, I, I'm, I'm just eager to get out to the cinema. You know, it, it's driving me nuts. I've been watching Disney Plus, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I've done everything I can that I want to watch over again and again. Um, just just eager for some new content. Well, you did. Um, so we've, we've, we've both been to the cinema in the last week, uh, separately, uh, sadly. But um, <laughs> I went and watched um, uh, a re-showing of Black Panther. Oh, okay. Um, which was really, really good. Um, because Black Panther is. I went to an Odeon with the new Lux seats. Um, so they like flea recline. Okay. They were they were stunning, but I ended up having to put my seat back up to its normal position because they were so comfortable and I was so reclined that I actually started falling asleep in the middle <laughs> of Black Panther. <laughs> not the done thing. No, and, and not something that, you know, the film lulls you to it's not as if there's like a chunk in the middle that's so slow that you just kind of doze off in it Mm. so you know i very quickly had to kind of put myself back to an upright position to try and keep myself awake um but uh you went to the cinema this week i i did um i went to watch um i went to watch um yeah it was it was very good um i enjoyed it um what was it you've not said what it is yet oh new mutants sorry there we go yeah, this is going spoiler-free conversation about it, but um, it's uh, you know we're allowed to spoil the name of the film that you watched. I, I do apologise. I thought I'd keep it a secret uh, <laughs> and, and see if you can guess what I want to watch. Um, From you saying it's quite good, no, we would not have got it because that's not the reviews. <laughs> yeah, I I I enjoyed it um, and. You know, there's been a lot of bad press about it. Um, you know, it's it's not been um, it's not gone down well with the critics. Let's just say that. Um, but you know, for what it is, I I thought it was a fun movie. Um, cast you probably never even heard of. Um, I certainly hadn't seen them before, but I thought it was well done. Um, I thought the storyline was 
okay. And, you know, for what it is, I thought it was good. So how do you feel about it being the last chapter of that universe, in theory? In theory, a bit sad because I would have wanted it to be a bit more. But for what it was, the, the film was fine. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, you know, fine and not bad for, for your level of, of love of films is, is almost a negative review, to be honest. <laughs> it, it, look, the special effects were good. Storyline was okay. Yes, it had some holes in it. Um, some of the acting was a bit wooden. Um, and this is, you know, obviously someone who's a big fan of Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, especially as Mr. Freeze. Um, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> very well done um thank you <laughs> you'll be back um I, I thought it was okay honestly i'm it's it's not as bad as what people are making out to be um I, so do you think that was it though i mean so you and i had a a, a similar conversation after justice league because you went and saw justice league and was fairly heartbroken the first mm-hmm. time you, you went and saw Justice League. Yeah, you've mellowed on that since. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, your first viewing of Justice League, you were you were you were pretty heartbroken by what what had occurred. Um, based on your heartbrokenness, I I saw it and I found it all right. And part of that, I think, I still think, is because you you already you'd already prepared me for it to be such a train wreck mm. that I went in with very low expectations and could enjoy it because I'm not expecting to see a good film. So if there's any bits in there that make me laugh or any bits that I like, bonus, bonus, bonus. So do you think there's a certain amount of it's been so underhyped and so shat on at a professional level um, you know, the director, Josh Boone, is saying, has been saying in interviews since that he will be very selective of the, the, the projects he takes on going forward, which is, you know, a, a really cunning code of saying, I did this film for the money and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> to Josh Trank. Um, is, 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 do you think that underselling of it and that kind of... Um, uh, conversation about it not being very good meant that you were pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. You know, one one answer, yes. I mean, this this movie was meant to come out how many years ago now? Hundred and four, uh, exactly. So, you know, I mean, however many times it's been edited, um, how many times they prepped it for release and then delayed it. Um, of course, you, you know you're going to ask yourself why. You know, is is it is it that bad? And the answer is no. It's it's not that bad. Um, you, you know, I I watched you know uh, Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad. Um, those are two films that you know could have been so much more. And yes, you know the New Mutants could be so much more, but it's not that bad. I mean, you have a certain affinity for the um, less appreciated Fox X-Men films. <laughs> I mean, your recommendation last week included 
X-Men Last Stand. Um, that was a good movie. And, we, and we've talked about your, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Um, <laughs> and we've talked about your, your, your appreciation of um, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, again, that's not a bad well, movie. And Apocalypse, so, yeah, I thought that Apocalypse, was a great movie. I was going to say, Apocalypse was the one that you actually rated. Dark Phoenix, I feel, was on a similar level to New Mutants in your... Yeah, it, it wasn't as, as, as good as Apocalypse, but I, th- I thought Apocalypse was, was very good. It's an enjoyable movie. And, you know, I think that's the whole idea of going to the cinema and watching a movie. Um, your opinion is very different to what someone else's opinion is. Um, and, you know, our, our listeners will have their own opinions. Um, Absolutely. So I, I think they will enjoy it. And if they don't, why not? Do tell us. Yeah, I mean, you know, anyone who has braved New Mutants, um, it would be interesting to get your opinion. Um, it's really hard now to tell with with reviews because um, there's there's so many who are kind of more agenda driven in regards to you know we have too many comic book movies I hate comic book movies it doesn't matter what this is going to do I hate comic book movies uh, and, and it's still there's a certain amount of um, it's cool to shit on these things so you know everyone wants to go that was that was horrible um, apart from B who likes to light a candle rather than curse the dark. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting if, if, if any of our wonderful, dear, beautiful listeners have been, um, have, have braved it and, and had an experience with the new mutants to let us know. And uh, uh, we can, um, we can talk about it next week. Absolutely. But um, new mutants obviously is a, uh, it's a license that has now come back to Marvel. Um, and speaking of licenses that are coming back to Marvel, speculation is that as early as October, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist will be back with Marvel after the two-year freeze uh, since the cancellation on Netflix. Wow. Okay. Um, other characters like um, Daredevil will be at the end of November, November 29th. Punisher and Jessica Jones are February the 18th, 2021, uh, because of when the series were released. Um, but yeah, we, we could have uh, Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist back with with Marvel as soon as next month. Um, there's some conversations about Marvel wanting to redo things with these with these projects. Um, it sounds as if Luke Cage and uh, Danny Rand Iron Fist would both look to be recast. Uh, I know you'll be um, disappointed um, with that. <laughs> um, I, I thought Mike Coulter was great as Luke Cage. Mm. I, I really liked him as Luke Cage. Um, yeah, Danny Rand, we can do something different with. <laughs> um, 
anything. <laughs> uh, I, I thought he was really good. <laughs> I, look, Luke Cage as a series, um, the Netflix version was yeah. Now the Defenders, I thought was very good. Um, I think him in Defenders. So wait, wait, wait. So Luke Cage, you were no, no. Luke Cage was fine. I was talking about Iron Fist. Oh, Iron Fist, right? Uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Rand. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought he was very good in um, Defenders. I thought that was much better. I he still was. I mean, you know, the, the entire plot of Defenders is a petulant idiot who gets tricked into opening the gates of whatever. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I think they they continued um, the characterization that they'd set up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, he's 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 this this super fighter who who loses his temper and uses this you know godlike power mm. to 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 beat people up. Um, yeah, just just tricked by everyone. Really, um, so yeah, then then recasting. I don't think it's a bad idea for Luke Cage, uh, it, it, not Luke Cage for um, Danny Rand. It's no. disappointing if they recast for for, for Luke. Yeah, Cage. he was very good. I thought, although apparently they they will be going on the Power Man uh, gimmick a little bit more, and he will be actually referenced as Power Man rather than just Luke Cage. Mm. Did you know that uh, the original? Luke Cage script um, for a big screen version um, was batting around in the 90s. Oh, interesting. So Quentin Tarantino apparently was connected with the idea of writing Luke Cage. You know, that would be an amazing, (laughs) amazing With Lawrence Fishburne connected to be the lead. Oh, wow. And then in two thousands, in the early two thousands, apparently it was it was attempted again. Uh, this time, John Singleton, um, who made Boys in the Hood and Too Fast Too Furious, mm-hmm. uh, was was helming, and um, uh, Jamie Foxx and Tyrese Gibson were both linked to the role. Wow! So they've tried a few times with um, Harlem's Harlem's Guardian Angel. I mean, they, they've they've. You know, you mentioned some really big actors there. Uh, that certainly would have been brilliant. A Tarantino uh, movie would be brilliant. I just wonder how it will go down. <laughs> well, it's, it's yeah, it's not going to happen now, is it? But well, obviously it, not. But um, it would have been really interesting because that would have been probably a little bit before Blade probably closer in time to well maybe not maybe it would have been closer to the blade time but it feels far more like a Dolph Lundgren Punisher take mm. than than what we would have seen oh. see now I mean the Punisher series on Netflix was brilliant I thought um, I can't remember the, the actor's name um, John Berenthal yeah I thought it was brilliant perfect Absolutely perfect casting, spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no conversation at the moment. I, I, and again, you know, for most of it, I thought the casting was great. I, I really liked um, 
Kristen Kirsten Ritter as um, Jessica Jones. Mm. Um, and uh, the one who they allegedly are very, very keen to have a conversation with in December and try to sign up to, to reprise the role is Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Okay. Um, so the conversation seems to be about maybe seeing if they can keep him as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these would be introduced potentially as if the series had never happened. Oh, so like a complete reboot. Yeah. Mm. Which feels weird, bearing in mind that it's all it was all co-produced with Marvel. Yeah. And I guess that's part of the issue in the sense of, you know, we look at Iron Fist and we're very critical of Iron Fist. In theory, same DNA as, as the people that would be doing it again. So, you know, would they would they have a different take? Would they do something different if they were given Iron Fist again? Mm. I mean, you know, Iron Fist is something they could reboot quite easily because, I mean, was it the last series or series before where the power of the iron, <laughs> the power of the dragon was passed on from people 26 to 26 other people. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, why, why can't they just give it to someone else and introduce someone new and just carry, carry on the story? Still have it in canon, but move it on. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I, I, if they went on to a point of doing more of the Heroes for Hire stuff, I think that could be quite interesting. Um, you know, play up that friendship between between um, Danny Rand and Luke Cage. Um, but Danny Rand's a, a problematic character, isn't it? In 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 today's storytelling, mm. um, you know, you've you've got Shang Chi coming through. You've got yeah uh, a lot of noise about the fact that this entire character in its um, origin is is a bit of a whitewash. You know, the greatest kung fu fighter in the world, the, the one who is protecting all of the the um, the world, um, is a white male American. Mm. And and so that's that's always going to be a little bit of the. Yeah, it doesn't sit that well. No, in a world where we 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 understand and we respect and we want far more um, diversification and inclusivity and representation, you know, characters like Danny Rand become a little bit more problematic. I mean, not hugely. You know, you you you, you hire a, a, a Chinese American or, or or such actor. You know he can he can still be Danny. Mm. He just doesn't need to be super Anglo-Saxon, does he? Mm. No. Um, but that's the that's the thing. Um, and Claire Temp- Claire Temple, yeah, is uh, also up for reboot apparently, um, which I think is a shame because Rosario Dawson was brilliant. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, well, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Marvel's got a a bigger plan um, in mind, so let's see how. And I take it these are all going to be for the Disney Plus channel. Well, no, Platform. you see, this is the thing because it depends on whether they decide to reboot them as TV shows or reboot them as 
into the universe. So do you, bearing in mind that people will know, even if you don't go through and say, uh, even if you don't keep the characters the same, for instance, mm. you could skip the origin story of Daredevil, of Iron Fist, of Luke Cage, of Jessica Jones, of a few others, and you could throw straight into the Defenders or something like that. Um rather than have to do the, you know, who are you and how did you get these powers? Mm. So it's whether you reboot as in you go back and tell the origin story again, or you it's more of a recast than a reboot. Yeah, just slightly different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So all of that's canon, all of that's, you know, the story's the same. It's just, you know, this is the next part of the adventure and we're off in a different way. Mm. Um, I, and I guess part of that's what what you want to keep out of the story and and you know take into canon and what parts you don't. I did read somewhere that Marvel were looking to expand the street level side of mm. superhero crime fighting. So this is perhaps where you know what it's referencing. Yeah, and and the. Um, uh, the 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 more um, mystic, so you know, so the Punisher kind of fits with the Midnight Suns, with Strange, Blade, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Bloodstone. Daredevil would fit into that a little mm. bit as well if you went into kind of the the the, the mystic element of the hand. Um, so you could you could kind of play those bits up as well. Uh, again, you know, Iron Fist plays into the mystic. Um, mm. So in a world of, um, you know, the Ancient One and of Shang-Chi and of all of these things, then, um, you know, that that Immortal City and various other things play in a little bit more, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I mean, I, I'm hoping that somehow down the line we get a Daredevil Shadowlands story. Um, which I thought was, um, I really enjoyed the, the comic run on it. So, I mean, in essence, the story was that the Hand were looking for a new leader and um, the candidate that seemed to be appropriate that they were going to take was Bullseye. Um, but knowing how vicious and evil the Hand would become with Bullseye as their leader... Daredevil challenged and won and therefore won the right to be the leader of the hand. And it started with him having a positive influence on them. So they were far more vigilante. They were far more, um, you know, fighting the street level kind of criminals and the gun runners and the, 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 the smugglers and the, the people traffickers and things like that. But as it went, the, the power and the, 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 the mysticism of the hand um, corrupted Daredevil, uh, so he became a far darker and mm. and more questionable hero. And the likes of Spider Man and Ghost Rider and a few others needed to intervene to try and bring him back to the light. So that you know, you've got mm. ninjas and and you know fights for people's souls what more can you want from her yeah i'm interested when can, when can you pitch that to 
Mr. Fargy? I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's probably got the graphic novel on his desk. <laughs> it's just a question as to how many down it is, I think. Mm. Oh, come on, Mr. Fargy. Get your act together. Let's get Marvel back up there. Come on. <laughs> it's not gone down. It's just, it's just, it's just paused. Yeah, it's having a little bit of a hiatus. As the world is mm. in the world of uh, COVID and fun. Um, I mean, what what would be great is if we could just kind of reset and start again. Um, just do 2020 over as a complete like reboot, which is, seems to be what DC are planning to do with the Flash movie. <laughs> I see what you've done there. I thought that was quite clever. Mm. And, and not a bad idea. If anyone does know how to, I mean, if, if we just have to kind of switch it off and on again and, you know, get 2020 back on working, then, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, as we has been discussed and as we thought was the case, um, it seems the big plot of the Ezra Miller flash movie or, um, whoever will be rolling in as the, the, the lead in flash by the time we get there as Ezra continues to get himself into trouble. Um, this will be the, the restart of the DCEU, um, so um, uh, Barbara Muschietti, Muschietti um, who is the producer, uh, has said, uh, well, I want you to go and see it. So I'm not going to tell you a lot. But what I will tell you is that it's a ride. It's going to be a fun and exciting. And there's a, a lot of DC characters in it. Flash is the superhero of the film because he is the bridge between all of these characters and timelines. And in a way, it restarts everything and doesn't forget anything. Uh, we know. I mean, we already know there's two Batmen attached mm-hmm. to this. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are both going to play a version of Batman. Michael Keaton rumored to be the um, a bit more of the custodian across this, um, the Nick Fury esque role. Um, but yeah, this this looks to to reset, reboot, recast, remove and re-energise DCEU. So what bits would you want to keep? What bits would you want to change? And what bits would you want to throw away and never revisit? That really is an interesting question, isn't it? Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if I'd want to reboot anything, to be honest, because I'm... all four once it's done let's not revisit it again let's move on um but i mean saying that you know i think we'd want a better man of steel do you think yep Um, yeah i think that's fair i think batman i'm really excited with what uh mr patterson's about to do um you know the trailer for the new batman movie looks awesome i love how dark it is um so let's let's keep that um, so a rumor i heard today on a kevin smith podcast mm-hmm. is that um uh, they might at the end of the batman uh introduce the new joker Ooh. or or 
Robin Robert Pattinson's Joker, the Joker in that universe, that pocket. Interesting. Now you see, now that is a conversation we could have on here. Who would be the new Joker? I mean, we've had various incarnations yeah. of it. So the other conversation for me though is, why would you do the new Joker there? I mean, you're already going to have a new Batman. We've already got the Riddler. We've already got um, uh, Catwoman. We've already got Penguin. Do I need the Joker on top of that, or am I going to get to a point where it's diminishing returns? Yeah, I think you you want to, as Marvel do, introduce the next bit of the new movie. So I think that's what DC are trying to do. So the villain for Batman Mark Two or Part Two, Joker. Yeah, but I mean, no one did that effortlessly. Mm. All you saw was a playing card. Yeah, this is true. So you didn't have to introduce the character. It's just like, you know, there's some weirdo who keeps leading these around. I'll look into it. <laughs> I'm sure you practice in between podcasts, don't you? Um, Only at night. <laughs> um, so know. yeah, so I think I think Superman's a good shout of of you know telling different Superman stories. Mm. Green Lantern, I think, is is one that we can go back and try again. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Aquaman. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Aquaman's a really interesting one because I quite enjoyed it for what it was. Hmm. It was um, fun, wasn't it? And it made a ton of money and it had some beautiful, beautiful shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but there just seems to be no urgency to get Jason Momoa back in for another Aquaman film. Mm. You know, it, it, it wasn't discussed at Fandome. It's not being talked about on release dates. It's 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 in limbo. Mm. It's in the Bermuda Triangle of, of films. Um, to the point where Black Adam, they're looking to rush pro production. And when we were talking last week or the week before about the films coming out in 2021, and I said Black Adam's not likely to, um, they're, they're still aiming for a December 2021 release on it when they've not shot anything yet. Wow, it's ambitious. Yeah. And the problem um, with that is, you know, they could rush it through and be absolutely rubbish. And do they... Have they built themselves in too much of a an allowance for that in the sense of, eh, it's a multiverse. If this one doesn't work, then the next one might. You see, I, I was really optimistic with, with, you know, Fandome, what these Fandome. Fandome. Um, <laughs> um, it's not quite the same with that. <laughs> I would say no. the extra Fandome. Um, I was really optimistic with, you know, the news coming out of Fandome. Fandome, um, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, let's let's not play with stuff. Let's just carry on. You know, 
DC knows what works. Um, you know, they've, they've Wonder Woman. I'm sure is going to be a hit. It looks awesome. Um, trailers have been great. I know yeah, you're I... disappointed with them showing certain scenes. Yeah, I just didn't think they needed to. Um, but I, I guess the problem with that is, um, you know, Wonder Woman works, except it's two and a half years slipped now, and it's slipped again now. And, and there's going to come a point where it feels like it's just missed, I think. Yeah. It, it, it feels like it, one of the, it feels like the New Mutants at the moment. And the problem is it, it might get the New Mutants reaction of, God, we waited two years for that. Uh, I don't think so. I hope not. I, I I think it's a very different thing. I think there's far more. Um, uh, trust in, and love for Wonder Woman and you know Gal Gadot's take on Wonder Woman mm-hmm. uh, than there was New Mutants as a as a as an IP as a as a group of characters etc. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it, it yeah it just you know. How long can you you just hold it before you have to just do something with it? Um, and we'll see. We'll see. I, I I don't understand why. I think it's twenty fourteen the original Wonder Woman film. It was, yeah. So we're bordering on seven years. It's a long wait, isn't it? It is. And if you think about just how absolutely rabid and white hot everyone was for Wonder Woman when that finished film finished. Mm. Built up, you know, she was she was one of the 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 best things about Batman v Superman. You mean Martha wasn't? Why did you say that? Then? <laughs> um, uh, no, <laughs> no. I, I think Batman, Batman. I was a fan of him. Branding people, less so. Yeah, I mean, DC have got some amazing, amazing characters. They really have. They just need to play, play it right. I mean, if they if they're if they're looking to reboot, they need to do it properly, um, and not throw away everything that you know has led them to this point in time. They've they've got an opportunity to really, really close the gap gap on Marvel. I think Marvel is as is at a crossroads right now. Um, you know, Endgame was so amazing. Um, it's going to be a really hard act for Marvel to follow. Uh, whatever they do, um, you know, they've they've announced some big movies. You know, Blade being one of them. Um, which is going to be really, really interesting. Um, you mentioned the other one, Sang-Chi. Um, that will be amazing, I'm sure. Um, you know, they Marvel needs to up their game. DC started low. Expectation, like you said, wasn't, wasn't that great. You know, going on past history. Um, but, you know. I mean, they found success in the one-offs. Mm. And this is trying to find a way that they can have their one-offs 
and not have to continue to answer the question as to well is, is, so so Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is that is that Ben Affleck's Batman hmm. or Robert Pattinson's Batman or and if it's Ben Affleck's Batman where does that leave Jared Leto because he was in the film with that Batman uh, so they've they've kind of created their answer to that which is great. Um, and it doesn't, to a degree, allow them to do what we've we've cried out for, which is just make a good film. Don't don't worry about you know the next one and you know how it ties into and which Easter eggs you can put in that leads you to the next whatever. Because you know in sixteen films we know we're going to pay this off with this. Mm. Just make a good film, and then next just make another good film, and then another good film, and at some point you can have them turn up in that one. But yeah, just good films. I mean, I'll just... So it allows that a little bit more, but it, it is, it's, it's we, we're going to have the multiverse and we're going to have a, a restart. It, I mean, it's not, DC haven't been great at doing that in the comics. No. New 52 got panned. Yeah, Rebirth. Um, Rebirth got panned. Yeah. <laughs> They, they they do this fairly frequently, you know. Again, with their multiverses and their crises and all the rest of it. Um, so it's, it's it's always had diminishing returns in the comics. How do they do that in the films without having the same sort of thing? Because you don't have the same um, loyal fan base in the same sort of way. Mm. It, it, it's it's a far more it's a far smaller part of your audience than it is with comics. This is true. I mean, with the comics, they've they've cancelled so many different comics mm. recently. Yeah. Um, so let's just hope they they know what they're doing. I, I sincerely hope they know what they're doing. <laughs> Well, if they if they find that it's not, then they will reboot again, and we will start again. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's uh, you know that's that's a little bit of the cycle we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. You know, Marvel I think have the greater challenge at the moment, in the sense that they're trying to tell a linear story rather than well, let's just start again. Um, but there is a degree of you know, my, my, my frustration with Batman v Superman, for instance, is the amount of IP that that DC burned through in an amount of stories that DC burned through in record time. Mm-hmm. So Batman v Superman, not only have you got the Dark Knight Returns, but you've also got Do- Doomsday, you've also got the Death of Superman, you've also got Trinity. You've also got uh, Deathstroke in there for the sake of it. You know, there's, there's so many bits in there. You've got the Batman origin, you've got so many bits in there that you've just decided to cram together because you can. Mm. But, you know, that build of Doomsday in the comics was monumental. And this person, this, this monster, this creation that can kill Superman could have been something far bigger than, in essence, a bit of the third act. Yeah, the last 45 minutes, yeah. I mean, not even, because for the majority of it, it's still 
Martha and Batman and Lex Luthor's other big plot. And he's the backup. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's all a little bit weird. So I think it's dangerous. I think I, I think that it opens up a lot of doors, but um, needs to be done sparingly. Would be my recommendation for for all of his words, which is very little. But speaking of recommendations, mm-hmm. I think that's what we should do. So um, uh, before we join you again next week, hopefully back up to full strength. Um, let's give you some things that you can entertain yourself between here and now. Um, uh, and you can find out. Um, B, would you like to um, begin with yours? Yeah, certainly. Um, so my recommendation this week is a, is a comic. Um, I, for, for, you know, those who listen to the show regularly will know that I, I am very interested Everyone. in comics. Um, so this week... I came across a comic by Boom Studios, which isn't that well-known comic house, um, but it's literally the fourth biggest uh, behind DC, um, Marvel, Image, and Boom Studios. Um, It's a comic called We Only Find Them When They're Dead. Um, It's a great little comic um, with some great art in it. and it's a really novel um, idea. It's, it's, it's set in space, um, science fiction. Um, and it's about, um, let's just say, um, gods and how, um, without giving anything away, spoiling it for, for those who are interested in reading about it, um, how they are mined. Let's just leave it at that. But it's a really, really good story. It's it's fast packed, fast paced, um, lots of action. Um, you'll love it. Um, excellent. Um, not one I've heard of. Boom Studios, I've heard of. They're 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 getting a good amount of um, uh, growth, yeah. uh, mainly out of the. I know them mainly for the the Power Rangers comics. Mm. That's right. Um, they've been doing some really interesting stuff with with the Power Rangers stories and um, retail retelling and, and things like that. So um, uh, yeah, so um, some really good stuff. Um, but definitely a good one to to, to recommend and to check out. Uh, I am going to uh, recommend something that I, I I came across when I was flicking through the channels the other day, um, and BBC Two had started to show it again. Uh, And it reminded me of watching it when it originally came out. uh, And I thought it was brilliant. Um, Now, in the very first week uh, of Geeking In, I recommended a show called Space Above and Beyond, um, which was uh, Marines in Space, in essence. Um, And one of the shows that I said it was very reminiscent of is my recommendation this week, which is Battlestar Galactica. Um, The the remake, the 2004 onwards remake of the 1978 original, um, all available at the moment on BBC iPlayer. Um, So uh, definitely worth a check. Um, Galactica, an old beaten up um, 
uh, historic remnant of a ship is about to be retired and turned into a um, uh, uh, a museum um, to re- recognize and remember the, the great Cylon War, um, which ended 30, 40 years ago and the Cylons hadn't been seen since. Um, however, on its last day, just as it's about to be decommissioned, um, the Cylons reappear and lay waste to everything. And Galactica, along with a small uh, group of uh, a small civilian fleet that manages to survive the last of humanity, um, has to run away and escape from the Cylons and look for the fabled 13th colony, only known as Earth. Um, the ending gets very weird, um, but the journey's amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. Trisha Health is amazing. Um, uh, uh, Edward James Almas as Admiral Dharma is brilliant. Um, uh, James Callis's Baltar is is fantastic throughout, uh, and Katie Sackoff as Starbuck is um, always really interesting to watch when she's on screen as well. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's got more twists than you can imagine. It feels really claustrophobic at points. Um, you know, how do you keep faith when everything looks hopeless? Um, the, the, the triumph of will, all of that, I think was um, really, really good. Uh, so I recommend uh, that you go onto iPlayer and watch Battlestar Galactica. That's a good shout. Thank you. Hmm, I'm impressed. Oh, cheers. <laughs> I think the, that's the first time you've given me that reaction. So that's it. That's a thumbs awesome. up for me. <laughs> um, and that's, uh, that's that brings us to the end. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, let us know how you feel about the Marvel stuff. Let us know how you feel about New Mutants if you've seen it. Uh, let us know uh, if you check out You Only Find Them When They're Dead or Battlestar Galactica. Um, and if there is anything that you are enjoying to watch, read, listen to um, at the moment, then share with us and we will tell everyone what your recommendations are as well at Geeking in Pod. Um, until then, we will speak to you again next week. Uh, so look after yourselves. Try to keep sane as everything goes crazy. Get well, tea, and uh, we'll speak to you later. Bye. Cheerio.